Okay. Hi, Kalina. Um, thank you for joining us today. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Definitely, definitely. Hello, everybody. My name is Kalina. I am an entrepreneur and love to help people with their personal growth and teach them about how to advocate for themselves. Had that, that been said, I am an international speaker, so I speak on disability awareness and specifically for the deaf awareness, as well how to be more acceptable and what it's like to be dating with someone with disability and as well mental health. And I am a mental health coach, like I mentioned, and I am an upcoming author. I do have a book coming out on May 28th. Ooh, that's impressive. What's your book about? My book is... Uh, it's about me being deaf in the hearing community. Um, it's a way of giving the hearing community a perspective of what it's like to be deaf and what are things that could be done better to improve to be more acceptable. Okay, that's impressive. What's the title of the book? Uh, the title of the book is, is Every Day I Am Just Deaf. That's awesome. Why did you decide to write the book? Uh, simple. I will ask you a question. Have you ever read a book by a deaf author? No. There you go. Every person <laughs> literally told me they never read a book by a deaf author. And I said, what? So that's why I choose to become an yeah. author. Yeah. That is impressive. Um, so I kind of, I read through your website and your um, IG page, and it's very impressive what you've chosen to do with your disability. I know that some people might, turn it into a woe is me type of life, you know, but you've managed to find the good and determine how you can use it to benefit others. So why did you do that? Why did you decide I'm going to use my disability as a platform? Um, I did that because I feel like a lot of people on social media now due to COVID so I feel like maybe it'll be like a great way to meet new people and build my community and meet new people across the globe. And as well, I noticed that a lot of time in social media, there's not a lot of disability awareness, especially influencers. There are not a lot of influencers. A lot of time there, there is influencers, but they're very few that you would see. And it, I realized that it's very rare to see a deaf influencer. And so not a lot of people I know that I met never um, seen anyone that is deaf on Instagram or any other platform. Right. And I've, again, never heard of a, a deaf author. That's so interesting. I'm going to Google that and see how I've missed that. Um, <laughs> okay. You said that you have a great relationship with your mom. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, definitely. My mom is just like a mom. You know, she's a very hard worker. Um, you know, like, she's a woman that doesn't um, take no BS from anybody, especially when it comes to me. Love it. And, um, you know, ha especially a child that has a disability, especially being a single mom, it's very hard. But um, my mom's a very hardworking lady, and she, you know, no matter what happens, she always puts ground on and, figure out how to figure things out. Yeah. Perfect. How, so I read on your um, website that you became deaf at age four. How did that change your life? And how did your mom help you navigate that at such a young age? Yeah, um, you know, my mom was a young mom, actually, and when she got pregnant with me. Okay. And so she was a single mom. 
um, you know, can you imagine like realizing you're a single mom and your child is deaf and you're like, what am I supposed to do? And my mom never showed any emotion when she found out I was deaf. Like she literally had a lot of emotion um, from me because she really wanted to show me how to be strong. And when I became deaf, my life changed a lot. Uh, I know because that my family had planned for me to go to school and everything. And then my mom had to figure things out on her own. Not on her own, but she did have help and support for my family. But it was more because she's my mom. She needs to know what's best for me. And she had to right. figure it out. So I would say that I got a more closer relationship with my mom ever since I became deaf because she really wanted to protect me and make sure I'm okay. And she always um, allowed me to express myself, especially... Now, not able to communicate with someone who was hearing, so it was very hard for her because it was a new uh, thing for her and my family because I am actually the first deaf person in my family. So she had to realize wow. that, okay, how am I going to do that? So she was really good at um, really accommodating me, especially within my family, like, hey, like, tired deaf, like, clean and stuff, she did this, we can do that. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Did you just become, did the deafness just happen? Were, were there, was there an incident that happened that um, led to you becoming deaf? Um, so I had an infection at the time. I would prescribe like an airdrop okay. and my mom literally went to the daycare and said, this is what you need to do. And they did not follow instruction at all to the point where yeah. the same day they did not follow instruction. I went home, the TV was loud. I didn't realize and so my mom tapped me in the shoulder and she said, Clean, I've been calling you. And I was like, I didn't hear you. And she looked at me like, What are you talking about? And that's when I became deaf. And then we called my wow. family doctor to figure out what was happening. And my family doctor said, It's too late. And literally, it was the next day. We went to my family doctor to wow. find out what happened. So, Oh, my goodness. That's tough. Um, <clears throat> So this must have been um, a challenging time for your mom. Did she eventually show any emotions or she just stuck with, she created a plan and went with it? I would say she just stick with the plan and got with it. I don't think she showed me emotion because she didn't want me to feel bad for myself that I became deaf. So she just said, we have to pull up our stocks and do what we have to do. Okay. And how did her approach to that um, impact your life? Um, what did that teach you? In a good way, because I learned that no matter what outcome in life brings you, you can't feel sad and, you know, go through so many emotions. Sometimes you just have to suck it up. And that's the one thing I learned about my mom is every time something throw at me, I don't just feel sorry for myself. I just literally just move forward. Yeah. So that's the one thing that, you know, my mom showed me that impacted me throughout my life. And then that's why a lot of people always ask me, like, Nina, how are you so positive? How you do it? Like, how you keep moving? And I said, honestly, my mom taught me very young. You got to suck it up sometime and move on. Yep. And you also wrote in our questionnaire that your grandmother is your mom inspiration. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, my grandmother passed away three years ago. Um, she was yeah. the one that actually helped my mom do all this too because my grandma was actually a nurse. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so she was able to learn a lot about my hearing, uh, like my mom who was very new to this. And so my grandma was, was able to take over a lot from my mom while my mom goes to school. And uh, my grandma yeah. was 
an immigrant's grandma. So she was very like old fashioned. She always taught me things that a lot of, you know, the American culture now, they wouldn't do this with their grandma. But with me, I was able right. to get the opportunity to go through that with my grandma. And um, my grandma was very tough. She was a line. I tell you that, you know, like she immigrated to Canada at 17 years old by herself. And she figured things out. From where? Own, and she's a lion. Like, she will fight anything. It's just fascinating how she does it. Mm. And so let's talk about you as a child. How was that experience? So you <clears throat> were four when you became deaf. You were at a school where you could hear everything and then all that changed. How did you feel navigating that world? as it changed for you, um, if you can remember. It was tough for me because I didn't know what was happening because I was four. Um, I know I did yeah. have a lot of meltdown and breakdown. Uh, I would used to put my hearing aids in the garbage and the part where my family was like, oh my God, Kalina, why did you put your hand in the garbage? Aww. And um, there were times where I didn't want to go to school. I lied to my family saying, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> and I was Aww. not sick. And... Um, there are days where, like, you know, my family has to figure out what can they do to get me going to... Because I went to two different schools at the time. I went to a deaf school and a hearing school. But then when my family mm-hmm. told me I had to stop going to the deaf school because it was a little bit too far. And the hearing school was, yeah. like, five-minute walk. So I was upset because I was like... And that's why I lie all the time. that I don't want to go to my hearing school. <laughs> and so, like, they literally sat down with me and um, with my audiologist, actually, trying to see what can they do to get me feel comfortable. And my audiologist and my mom uh, bought, gave me a teddy bear that had the hearing aid in it to boost my confidence so that I was able to, mm. you know, get myself out there. So that was something they, you, they did for me. Um, for me, honestly, my mom literally had enough of it and she literally, like, would put me in a spot and be like, hey, you need to go to school, okay? Like, not everybody can stay home with you. <laughs> so yeah. I had no choice, so. I would love to talk to your mom Um, because I think that you, she did exactly what I would have done. I, I was having a conversation with my daughter and she said to me, you know, mommy, African parents, when you're sick, she's like, when I tell you my stomach hurts, you tell me just go to school. You'll feel better when you get to school. (laughs) (laughs) So she went to school and she talked to, other she goes to a predominantly white school but there are a few other african kids at the school so they were comparing notes and she said you know all of us were talking and the african parents just tell you to go to school but the other parents tell their kids to stay home and feel better and (laughs) and i said well who's gonna stay home with you you're fine oh my god you go to school and then I don't hear anything. Like if you go to school and the nurse calls me, then I know you're sick. But normally it's just anxiety. And then you get to school, you see your friends and you're better. And she said, yeah, it's just the other kids seem to have a better life. But the thing about it for me is tenacity, strength, and resiliency. You have to, I think you have to teach kids to be resilient with compassion and with love, you know, because again, as someone who, as a four-year-old who becomes deaf, if your mom broke down and started feeling sorry for you or started feeling sorry for yourself, the resiliency piece of that, when you go out to the world and try to navigate school and try to deal with other people would have been lost, you know, because 
you would approach it from a, a different mindset. But I think your mom's approach was just the right approach. She taught you how to be resilient. She taught you how to use your disability as it comes, which is exactly what you did. You you have a degree in psychology, correct? Yeah. You went to school. You did all of that. So commendable what your your mom did, 100%. And I hope you tell her that every day. Thank you. So how has, so then you, you now advocate for other people and you're a speaker. Talk to us about how you got to that. Um, honestly, I got to that on Clubhouse. People be like, what? Yeah. Um, I actually networked and connected a lot of people on Clubhouse and, uh, my mentor actually introduced me. So I did have a mentor who walked me through all the journey and, um, she, I guess she, I didn't even tell her it was that passionately until like one day I got and my hair was in a ponytail and then she looked at me and she said, Kalina, why didn't you say you're deaf? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't expect to be me to tell her that, right? <laughs> She's right. like, no, you can spread the awareness. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I was like, what? Me? Spread the awareness? No, no, I don't think. And I didn't think it could be possible to be a speaker and, you know, um, and going on podcast, I really didn't believe in that. I, I really, surely did not. And and then she gave me a, a, a doubt, and I thought about it, and I said, okay, you know what, let me see if this works. So I went on Clubhouse, and I met so many of the podcasters, and one lady suggested me to continue doing it, and she recommended me a lot of Facebook groups that look for um, guests for podcasts. She recommended me to right. use it, and I did it, and I kept going, and... That's where my journey started, and I ended up meeting a uh, an author who mentioned to me that he never read a book by Deaf author. He said you should write a book, and I thought, like, oh, yeah. maybe that's not a bad idea. And I did that, and and then now I kept meeting different people, different people, and now I do have a children book coming out with another co-author, which is very cool. So I was able to network and also, you know, collaborate with a lot of different people in different areas. Which is cool. Yeah, that that's impressive. Very impressive. Um, how has you, you being an advocate, how has that helped you grow? Um, I always have passion in helping others and inspire other people. So for me, honestly, helping other people really uplift me more and makes me feel like, wow, like I'm actually making a change. And everybody's voice to be heard because when I was younger, I never really had anybody that looked like me or that could represent help, or help me in general. And it's very devastating, yeah. especially for someone who's coming from a disability community. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, agreed. Um, and how is being hard of hearing? Um, how did that change your view of the world, of how you see the world? Um, it changed in a way when people can be ignorant. Um, sometimes you have yeah. to really ignore the ignorant, the negative comments, and some people will be like. Oh, you're pretending not to hear me. It's like, what? Mm, so it's just yeah. like, you know, I, I have to consistently explain, right? And there's a lot of time, a lot of us disability community are tired of explaining to people how yep. to, you know, advocate for ourselves. We're always consistent advocating. So that was definitely the struggles, I would say. Right. What did you, what are lessons that your mom taught you? Besides the ones that we've already talked about. Can you repeat that question again? What lessons did your mom teach you? Uh, the lesson my mom taught me is really that on my ground. 
my two feet. Don't make anybody walk over you just because you are deaf, a woman, and black. You know, she really taught me yep. that no matter what you have or category you have, you should not let anybody walk all over you. That's excellent. And what have you had to learn on your own that you wish someone had taught you? Some of the goals? Um, oh, I have so many goals. But um, <laughs> um, the goal I reach, I would say being able to network with different people or different communities and able to spread the awareness about the deaf community and be more acceptable. And also as well, networking with a lot of celebrities, getting my stuff out there. So that's definitely mm-hmm. Love it. And what would you say to um, <clears throat> your younger self? If you could advise your younger self, what would you say? My younger self, I would say that yeah. it's okay not to be okay. No matter what happened. Okay. And if you could describe what everything you're doing, so your advocacy work, your mentorship, your um, training of others, everything you're doing, your books, where would you want to see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, I see myself opening an organization for all the disability coming together, doing like a networking Zoom call. And secondly, I would love to create an app for disability community so that they can come together instead of one regular app because a lot of us don't feel comfortable. And third, yeah. yes. And third, I really, truly really want to work with a lot of HR company to be more acceptable for all everybody and how what do you what would you say to an hr company because as i mentioned i work for an organization who helps um people who are deaf and hard of hearing find employment what do you think can be done differently to help the community secure better employment i would say one um Especially employment is very, very important because a lot of us can't get a job. So the first thing I would say right. is try to find a virtual uh, remote job. Um, secondly, find out training. I feel like a lot of us lack a lot of training and certificate that they can do. And also budgeting. Okay. Budgeting is very super important. Okay. And then um, what is the title of your children's book? Can you read that again? What is the title of your children's book? We don't know yet. It's not done yet. Okay. It's just started. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to read it. If you could say anything to your mom about what she has done for your life, what would you say? Oh, my birthday's coming up. I'm doing a big speech for her. I hope she doesn't hear me in the back. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, the one thing I would tell my mom is live your life. You've done a lot. Oh. And no more looking after me. <laughs> oh. And but I know she'll always look after me, you know. That's right. Yes. And for your grandma, I know your grandma is passed, but what would you want to say to your grandma? Um whew. I would definitely say, um, thank you so much for taking this up. Um, raising me. Um, it's been tough. Yeah. I love you. Mm, I'm sorry. You're crying. It's okay. <sighs> okay. Um, 
So let me pivot. Talk to me about your business. What what do you what does your business offer people? Um, so my business offers three different um counts um sessions. Uh, so I do one on one couple and family therapy. Uh, just because um, and as well, I would I really focus on positive psychology instead of negative psychology. So I focus more on the present and the goals for the future. I don't focus on mm-hmm. trauma or anything like that. I bas- I basically really focus on what is the client goal is for the future or the five to ten next steps. Okay. So that's what I do. Okay. Okay. And if you could, when you were when you were younger, did you have to deal with bullying at all? Oh yeah. Based on oh your my god, I had to deal with so yeah. many bullying. Like I been bullied all of my life to be honest um to this day too um and dude, I bullied a lot because the way I talk and um yeah. a lot of times the students would get a little jealous because the teacher would pay a lot of attention to me and um yeah. I, I I did got bullied when I was in university actually uh one of my professors really? didn't accommodate me at all and he ended up filling me and I told him I was deaf, and it was a music class. But I didn't think a music class, I have to listen to music. I thought I was just learning the history and doing an assignment. Right. That's what I thought it was. And I was trying to explain to him, like, I can't listen to the music in class because of the echo. And lecture rooms are like a movie theater. I can't hear that good. Right. And he ended up billing me. And that's what, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no. I was, no. <laughs> no, okay. So um, I want to say that I thank you for just taking the time to chat with me today. I, I'm so impressed by what you are doing. I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine the journey that you've been on. And then I can't. I'm excited for the journey that you are on right now. If you could give advice to um, the four-year-old self, your four-year-old self at the time when you lost your hearing, what would you say just based on where you are now? Um, keep going. Keep going. Keep playing with Barbie dolls. Keep playing with friends outside. Aww. And if you could give your 10-year-old self advice, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? 10 years old. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I would say keep participating in sports. Because my mom used to put me in a lot of sports, and I did not want to go. I refused, I refused to go. So if I would give myself that, I would say keep going. Keep going, playing sports. And if you could give your 16-year-old self advice, what would you give your 16-year-old? Oh, God, I love this one. Um, Don't follow everybody. Don't follow everybody that you see and do not get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not sure how old you are, so I'm going to stop at 21. Are you 21 yet? No, I'm 24. You're 24. Okay. What advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Stop thinking too much for the future. Stop thinking you're bigger than your age. Enjoy your age young. 
Okay. And what would you say to someone who is who does struggle with the same um, or has the same disability that you have and they're struggling with it and they don't have the same support system that you have been blessed with, what would you say to them? I would say um, um, find out the community around you that you can go to. And secondly, don't be afraid to hide your hearing aids. Your hearing aids and your disability is really a gift to God. And third, always find the right people that can uplift you. Don't find someone that you feel uncomfortable. I love it. Okay. Well, Kalina, thank you so much. I hope and pray that everything that you are working towards will be successful. I can tell that it already is. I just pray that more and more will come to you. Thanks for taking the time. 